Welcome to Wisdom from the Word of God, the Bible teaching ministry of Pastor Owen Butler, endeavoring to reconnect people with God. The book or the epistle to the Romans, chapter 5, starting at verse 1 you'll find these words. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Amen. Uh, Today, saints of God, I just want to talk to you from the thought, heavenly access. Heavenly access. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Heavenly access. In the context of the passage that I've read in your hearing, Paul the Apostle has been arguing um, the ideas and the points of our salvation. It is within these chapters that Paul is talking about what God has done for us. In actuality, Paul uses 11 of these chapters to talk about what God has done for us. Before in chapter 12, we begin to respond because of the gratefulness that we have in our hearts. But what we find here is in the context here, Paul is following an argument starting in chapter one where he says that uh, it is by the gospel Amen, that we are saved. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. To whomever believes, to the Jew first, but also the Greek. But Paul went on to argue, he went on to say that uh, this gospel, this salvation is not uh, uh, for any particular person and there are those who are exempt from his qualifications and requirements. But he says that God is no respecter of persons in chapter two. And in chapter three, he, he shows us why, because in chapter three, verse 23, he says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen. It is in that chapter he also refers back to the Old Testament scriptures that let us know that none are righteous, no, not one. And then he grabs the Pharisees and those religious leaders that thought that they were better than the rest of the rank and file crowd who said that their father was Abraham and through Abraham they find salvation. And then he deals with uh, Abraham's life and he he lets them see that their works theology was false. He lets them see in chapter 4, he says, how was Abraham saved? Was he saved by works 
or was he saved by faith? Was he saved before circumcision or was he saved after circumcision? And the reality and the argument ended in the fact that he was saved not by his works, but by faith. He allows us to see that, that God said by faith, Abraham was accounted righteous. So it was not what Abraham done, but it was what God did in him. Amen. So we find ourselves here in our text at the beginning of chapter 5. Paul says, therefore, seeing these things and what justification means, therefore, having been justified by faith. Paul then uh, reiterates that if you're going to be in the right standing with God, it has to come by faith. It can't come by uh, your schemes or it can't come by your dreams. It, it can't come by your litany of good works that you have done. No matter how many old ladies you've helped across the street or how many charities you've given to, your justification comes by faith and faith alone. You cannot come to the great white throne of God and say, Lord, I'm worthy to come in because of all I've done. Because the Bible lets us know that it doesn't matter how many works we have done, we still fall short of the glory of God. It is the Old Testament writer that lets us see that when we were born, we were born in iniquity. We were shapened. We were born in sin and shapened in iniquity. So we started out behind the eight ball. So now we're going to try to work ourselves out from behind that place. And God says, no, no. The only way you can do it is by faith. Faith in one who came and died on the old rugged cross. And he was buried and he rose on that third day morning. It's faith in him that we are found justified. But we need to understand what this word justified means. The word justified here means just as if we never seen. And guess what? In justification is where the Lord takes our sins, past, present, and future, and casts them into the sea of forgetfulness as far as the east is from the west. And I know that's good news to us because we don't have to wake up in the morning and wonder whether or not the Lord is still on our side. Because the Lord is not going to be like man is and go dig up our sins and then say, you know, yesterday I was all right, but I remember this one sin you did in 79 and that's really made me mad. And you know what? I take it back, your salvation. No, Lord is not an Indian giver and he's not capricious. Whatever the Lord does for you, he will continue to do because he himself is righteous. When we look at the text, he says that in this justification, we now have peace with God. Oh, that's good news because what we find in the second chapter of Ephesians is that before the peace of God came into our lives, we were children of wrath. What that means is that we were set up that in the end, amen, we would get the wrath of God, which would put us in the everlasting torment called the lake of fire and brimstone. But because of the grace of God through faith, amen, we have been saved and we have been delivered 
from the wrath of God. And now we have peace with God. So now instead of being objects of cursing, we are objects of blessing. I don't know about you today, but that's good news because I know that there was no way that I could reach the righteous standard of God. But because of the goodness of Jesus and all he's already done for me, that I am shown to be righteous and meet the requirement through him and not of myself. But when we look at the text, we see that it is through the Lord Jesus Christ. We want the world to know, we want to be those who continue to say that there are not many ways to God. There's only one way, Mother Collins, and it is through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. If there was another way, then God shouldn't have had to send his only begotten son to die on an old rugged cross and he had no sin and no fault was in him. But he came because there was no other way. The only way is that Jesus would die for the sins of the world. But I want you to catch something else in this text. And that is, it says the Lord Jesus Christ. In the word Lord, it means master. And then a master has obedient, amen, those who would be slaves to that master. We are willing slaves, if you will, bond servants unto the Lord, and he is our master. In the word Jesus is salvation. In the word Christ is the Messiah. He was the one who they talked about in the Old Testament who would come and die for the sins of the world. He would be our salvation. But if he is to be our salvation, he must also be our Lord. You cannot give God your hand and, and, and give God your heart and then go out and live any old kind of way. Amen. The same Jesus who saves you is the same Jesus who commands you. Amen. And so it is the Lord Jesus Christ. And we see it, it was through him or through whom we also have access by faith to this grace. We have access by the grace of God to the full resources of God in our everyday lives. We should never believe that we are short on anything if we are children of God. Because our Father in heaven is rich in houses and land. The silver and the gold is here. The cattle on a thousand hills and the hills thereof. And we have access to this richness of the Lord who is the Lord of the whole world. Amen. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell in it. It is this Lord whom we serve who has it all in the palm of his hands. And he's a loving Lord who desires to give to his children. So the problem is most of the time we have not because we ask not. But first we got to know that we have access. And it is this text that we see through the finished work of Jesus Christ. We have this access by faith to this grace which we stand. There is no other way we can stand in the evil and perverse world that we live today without the grace of God. There are too many things coming against us. Amen. There's danger on every hand. Danger seen and unseen. Robbers by night and murderers by day. But it is the grace of God that keeps us. He shields us with his shield and he is our buckler. 
Amen. So in this, we can run the race that has been set before us with confidence knowing that God will see us through. And as I get ready to come to a close in our uh, lesson today, we see that we ought to be those who rejoice. We ought to be those who are joyful in our lives because we have a destiny that is fixed. The text calls it in hope. This is not a hope that I wonder or I wish, but this is a hope that is definite. We have a definite destiny that cannot be changed. When you are in Jesus Christ, that your destination is glory. And there's not a devil in hell that can stop it. Amen. And so when we look at our test, it is in the glory of God. See, right now we struggle, amen, with, with, with one sin or another. We have these wars within us, this, the sin, and then there is the law of sin and the law of God. We talked about on Wednesday how the Apostle Paul talks about it. He says, he says I have these two laws that are working in me, but I have not the power to do anything about them. He says, I have the law of sin and the law of God, and they fight with one another. He says, because of that, the good that I would do, that's not what I end up doing. He said, but those bad things that I don't want to do, that's what I end up doing. But he let us know that God had a way out of that situation. And that he made a way through the law of God that by our minds we serve the law of God, but with our bodies the law of sin. And that's good news because our bodies are on the way to the grave. And our minds and our spirit is on the way to God. So we won't always have the sin nature with us. One of these days it's going to the grave to be resurrected no more. But then we will be with the master who gives us new bodies. That who have no sin but are completely righteous in him. We'll be in a place where it'll always be Sunday. And it'll be howdy, howdy, and never goodbye. It is because of the justification of God that we can walk with our heads up high. We don't have to walk around defeated and feeling like that God doesn't love us. But we know that the Lord has loved us with an everlasting love. A love that won't change if we're on a mountaintop or in a valley low. It is this everlasting love that looked down through 42 generations and brought to us Jesus Christ our Lord. It is this everlasting love that's been saving generation after generation. And it's this same love that'll save generations after we are dead and gone. Saints of God, today I just want to challenge you um, to live in the justification of God. Reeling and understanding uh, that you have heavenly access to the resources of God Almighty. Eyes have not seen nor ears have heard the good things that the Lord has for those 
who trust in him. So today, saints of God, I say to you, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Trust in the Lord, whether you feel good or whether you feel bad. Trust in the Lord if your money is long. Trust in the Lord if your money is short. Trust in the Lord if your children's gone left. Trust in the Lord if your children goes right. Because in all things it is the Lord. Keep on running this race. Keep on ministering and telling of the good news of Jesus Christ. Because one of these days he's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. Will you be in that number, in that great coronation, in the by and by? It is they that are faithful to the end that shall be saved. Keep on doing good works. Keep on telling the good news. And one of these days the trumpet's gonna sound and the dead in Christ shall rise. They that remain shall be caught up in the air. We shall be in that golden city whose streets are paved with gold. We shall be in that wonderful city whose walls are made from onyx and jasper stone. We shall be in that wonderful city where the Lord God Almighty sits on the throne. I don't know about you, but I look forward to seeing my loved ones. Look forward to seeing my mama and my daddy. But the one I most importantly want to see is Jesus Christ. That one who died one Friday for me. I want to see him and behold his beautiful face. Because then I know I have arrived when I'm in the presence of Almighty God. And then we can sing that new song that no one has ever sang before. That redemption song of the Lamb of God. God bless you and God keep you. Amen. The doors of the church are open. If you don't know the Lord Jesus in the pardon of your sins, right now is the time to get to know him today. You don't know if you got another minute, another second, another hour. But right now is salvation. Right now while the blood is running warm in your veins. Amen. Come unto Jesus while you have time. Oh, come unto Jesus.
listening family. I want to once again thank you for listening to this podcast. And if you would be so kind, on whatever platform you listen to wisdom from the Word of God, I ask that you give it a review. And when you give it a review, also give some specifics as it relates to why you enjoy this podcast. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcast or Google Podcast, whether it's Stitcher Radio or iHeartRadio, whether it's Spotify or Anchor FM, whether it's Player FM, whether it's Castbox or Breaker, or any of the many platforms where you can hear this podcast. It would help us so much so that more can discover this podcast through seeing your comments and reviews and ratings and hopefully this will give us more visibility and more distribution to reach more with the message of Jesus Christ. And once again, I am so thankful that you have taken out the time to listen to this podcast and for your continued support, I will be forever grateful. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer.